ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. We are continuing on in our Titus 2 talks. So I have Denise here with me. Thanks for joining again. Oh, thank you for having me again. This has been great. It has. And it is so hard to believe that we are coming really to the end of our list. I know. This episode finishes up the things that the aged are to teach the younger, and we still have two more episodes to come. I'm kind of tying it all in, but... It's been a good study. It has been a great study, and I have learned so much. Yes. I think that's why God intends it. We learn, and then we teach what we learn, Mm -hmm. and that helps us to retain it for ourselves. It really does. Having to get it for myself, but then reprocess it to share has helped it stick so much more. Yes, it has. And um, God's Word's like that. It just changes us from the inside out points out. You think you have something covered. You're like, I'm good in that area. And then you go to God's word and he shows you where your deficiencies are. And it's just, it's a great journey. It's a journey that we should never, um, you know, despise or not want to be on. We should always be walking uh, with the Lord and in the word of God, um, because it just, it, it's just, it's awesome. Yes. It's awesome. And I'm, I'm so thankful that we live in a place where we can study God's word freely mm-hmm. and um, that um, we have the Bible and resources and tools so readily available for us. And uh, I just love this journey of studying God's word. Yes. So we have come all the way in Titus 2 verse 5 to the very end here that the aged are teach the younger to be obedient to their own husbands. And I think we kind of came to this one like, Hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord, what do you have for us in these few words? Yes. And we always know uh, we get a little bristled when we come to verses like this in the scripture. And I just had to go back to the beginning and remind myself of what the context of, of Titus, of what was going on in Titus's day. And here is this island of Crete and these Cretans who are pagans, who are um, living outside of God's order, um, probably really don't even know who the Lord is, um, the one true God. And we see in verse 10 that there's opposition to Titus and what he is teaching. And um, that comes from even the Jews, not just the people who um, don't know the Lord, but the ones who are supposed to know the Lord. You know, there's opposition. And our pastor has preached a message before that the that the devil always comes um, through like opposition, mm-hmm. imitation, and accusation. He accuses us. He imitates um, the things of God, um, and it's which is a lie. Mm-hmm. And then he opposes. He opposes the things of God. So we shouldn't be surprised that there's opposition here um, to the teaching of, of Titus, and so. Uh, we also, when we look at this list, we can tell that what the things are lacking in Crete, and so obviously this whole um, this whole wife husband relationship is is not taught properly. Mm-hmm. So it's Titus's responsibility to set that in order, 
And so we come to this obedient to their own husbands. Apparently the wives, even the ones who have come to know the Lord, who still have this maybe pagan thinking or this wrong thinking, need to know that they are to be obedient or subject or submissive to their own husbands. So there's two words there that I kind of want to parse out um, in the next few minutes, and that's obedient and own, own husbands, okay? So let's start with this obedient. Um, we bristle when we see that. We bristle as women that we are to be subject or to be obedient or to be submissive. But if we go back to our list, if we look at this list that we find here in Titus 2, um, it began with sober, that the aged women are to teach the younger women to be sober. And we learned that that is it is Holy Spirit controlled. Mm-hmm. So anything other than the Holy Spirit controlling us, anything that is controlling us, whether it's anger, it, wine, liquor, whatever, strong drink, um, whether it's um, self-interest, whatever, anything that's controlling us that is not the Holy Spirit is not being sober. So being sober is being controlled by the Holy Spirit. So that's first. And then the next thing is loving our husbands. And we can't love our husbands. We parsed that out earlier in an earlier episode. We can't love our husbands without being sober-minded, without being sober, without being controlled by the Holy Spirit. And so if we are controlled by the Holy Spirit, if we love the Lord the way we are supposed to love the Lord— then we are going to love our husbands the way we should love our husbands. And if we love our husbands the way we're supposed to, then this command to be obedient is not going to be a difficult command. Mm -hmm. It comes after the sober and it comes after loving. Um, So, and a lot of times we, we forget that we just, you know, the devil attacks in that area of submission, obedience, and for the woman and just, really says, oh, that's wrong, you know, that sort of thing. And we really need to look at God's order, and we need to do things God's way. And so the sober-mindedness and the loving the husband, it's not a very difficult command to obey um, our own husbands. Mm -hmm. So in thinking about that, this whole idea of being obedient, subordinate, um, submissive, you know, this is God's idea this is God's design. Um, we read scripture verses like in 1 Timothy 2, where it says a woman's not to usurp the authority of a man, and we get all upset about that. And then he goes on in that verse to talk about how Adam was formed first and then Eve, and, and that Eve was the one that was deceived. She was the first one you know, in the transgression, and we get all tore up about all of that. And, you know, it's hard to say that you're wrong. It's hard to admit your failures and and your sin. But this is history. That's exactly what happened. And it's because of that fall that we have all these things that we have today. It's the reason why all of the sin that was going on on the island of Crete, that's why all of that was going on, is because of the fall from the Garden of Eden. So... If we think about this, Eve was created to be a helper to Adam, but she ended up being a hindrance. Mm. And she was the instrument that God, that the devil used um, 
for this fall and this ruin. And we like to say, yeah, but Adam, and yes, Adam did participate. He was a part of it. It was both of them. But Eve was the one that the enemy used, the Mm -hmm. instrument that the enemy used um, to cause this great sin. But if we look at the Garden of Eden, we'll see that the subordination, the submissiveness was created before sin, before the fall. It was in the garden. And Eve, Adam was created first, and Eve was created out of Adam. And then she was created to be a helper to Adam. So that subordination was in the Garden of Eden. And it was innocent, and it was good, and there was no problem. There wasn't this, you know, this friction. It was a good garden. Mm -hmm. It was sinless. It was perfect. It was God's perfect order, and it's the way God wanted it to be. Then sin entered the garden, and it just messed everything up. And now after the fall, we have um, this transgression, and we have this subordination that's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable. Um, it's part of the penalty, uh, which we read in Genesis three fifteen. It's part of the penalty where um, she will have a desire um, over the husband, and he shall rule over her. Um, that we see that in Genesis. So now it's more difficult to be subjected. It's more difficult to obey, and. Isn't that just like the enemy to attack in that area and to just, and it's been relentless. Mm -hmm. So we see that this had to be addressed in the isle on the island of Crete, and it has to be addressed today in 2022 in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. So it's not anything new that the devil is doing, but we need to know what God's word says and we need to quit being um, a, a, you know, the product or, we need to quit falling for the enemy's lies. We need to do what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I hate my, and I've spent a big part of my life being bristled by some of of this, you know, well, all of this women are equal and um, women can do what men can do. And, you know, I've been, I've been captured by that and I've believed those lies. But when we go to God's word and we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us, we see that God's order is good, and it is for our good, and it's for His glory. So, you know, a lot of people, a lot of religions, a lot of cultures, whatever, you know, the Word of God can be perverted. Mm -hmm. It always is. And there are some that think of this obedience or this subordination or this submission as being a slavish idea, mm-hmm. as being, um, you know, like a possession or mm-hmm. property. Um, we know a lot of cultures, Eastern con- cultures, look at women that way. They don't have a high regard for women. Um, but that is not what the Bible teaches. And from this verse, um, we see, especially in Ephesians, where um, Paul is teaching as well, um, it is supposed to be a voluntary submission. It is supposed to be from a heart that wants to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much about our husbands as it is pleasing the Lord. Yes, we do want to please our husbands, and we want to 
be a part of that um, that team, if you will, um, that family unit, and we want it to function well, and we want it to prosper and flourish. But really, the heart issue is, are we going to obey and submit to the Lord? Is is He, is the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, controlling our lives? Are we submitting to Him? So this submission of wives to their husband, it's voluntary. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that men are to demand it. Husbands are to demand. Uh, nowhere does it say that um, husbands are to treat women the way some are treated in some of these cultures or these different religions. It doesn't say that. The motivation for submission is, is this attitude of the heart and a walk of life submitting to the Lord. And when we love the Lord and we realize what the Lord's order is um, and, and His great love for us he allows us to love our husbands the way they should be loved, mm-hmm. and um, he allows us to obey, submit ourselves, play our role, put things in proper order, and it not be a a, a grievous command. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's a voluntary thing. It's it's just the wonderful grace of Jesus who has changed us from being a rebel to being a beautiful wife, mm-hmm. as the scripture describes in Proverbs thirty one. So why do we um, why do we have this obedience? Why does God teach us this this obedience and submission? If we read the rest of that verse in Titus two, it says that the word of God may not be mm-hmm. blasphemed. So a failure um, to do things God's way causes the word of God to be blasphemed. And um, so when people look at our marriage, and our marriage is supposed to be a reflection of that um, relationship between Christ as the groom and the church as the bride, does our marriage reflect that beauty, mm-hmm. that that order, that the way that God wants um, that relationship between Christ and the church to be reflected? Are we reflecting that? Are we modeling that to a world that doesn't know the Lord? Um, so we need to examine, you know, what our own marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. And so um, the word of God is blasphemed when we don't um, when we don't obey or submit to our husbands. Um, the word of God is blasphemed when we try to do things um, our way or when we try to teach or say, well, I'm equal or I, you know, I can do. Yes, certainly you probably can, but that's not God's order. So we really are teaching by our actions mm-hmm. um, a world that maybe doesn't know the Lord. Um, our marriage can be a tool that's teaching a wrong, a wrong idea or a wrong doctrine. Mm-hmm. So um, we are to do this because we do not want the word of God to be blasphemed. Um, unfortunately. We have a human tendency for disobedience or insubordination. <laughs> and we saw that even in um, Titus here with the Jews. They were insubordinate. The bottom line is we don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't want God to tell us what to do. We don't want anyone to tell us what to do. And we have a culture that's full of feminists and uh, the National Organization of Women, all these organizations that's 
pushing this idea that um, women can do what men can do. They can bring home the bacon. They can fry it up in a pan. They can do it all, you know. And um, that's just like the enemy to attack. And he attacks in this specific area. He has, like I said before, in Crete, and he has here in the United States as well. Mm-hmm. But God's word's not dated, and he's not, uh, he doesn't change. He's immutable. And so this order was set back in the Garden of Eden, and it's not changed. And so Paul's not being chauvinistic here. He's not, uh, you know, anti-women, that sort of thing. He is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing God's commands. Mm -hmm. And this is a message that is timely and is good for us today in 2022. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop perverting the Word of God ourselves and we need to stop being silly women, if you will, yeah. and and thinking that we know better than God. And that- I think there's that push too today to make everything relevant, mm-hmm. you know. And we want to take passages like this and okay, it says obedient to their own husbands, but let's make this relevant right. to today. But in just listening to what you're saying there, I mean, really, when we try to change and subvert the Word of God, we are in essence saying. We are wiser than God. Yes. That my plan is more superior to right. your plan. Right. And that's so dangerous, especially in this model of this Titus 2. This is an, a mentor and instruction. So it's it's dangerous for us ourselves to do that within mm-hmm. our own heart, think, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow my way. But then we have to be careful in right. this mentoring relationship that we are guarding our tongues and our hearts, that we aren't then teaching to others and maybe mm-hmm. even to a younger generation, our way and our plan and our relevancy right. of what God meant instead of doing the due diligence to mine it out. And what did God say? And whatever he mm-hmm. says, it is relevant for every culture. That's right. And, you know, he gives us an example and guidance in that Proverbs 31 woman. And the world will say, what a doormat. What a, that's so fogey. You know, that's not relevant today, mm-hmm. as you say. But when I read that, this woman sounds brilliant, mm-hmm. very industrious, a very vital part of a relationship, the family unit, and a very vital part of society. And without that family unit, our society crumbles. Mm-hmm. And sin has a disastrous effect on not only our marriage, but our family unit and our society. It's not just one like a husband and wife relationship at stake here. Mm-hmm. It is, it goes all the way to the societal unit. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's very serious that we get God's order and we do things God's way. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time, do things God's way. Well, we have to know what God's way yes. is. And here he's given us a list and he's given us some specific um things Mm -hmm. that we can parse out, that we can look at, which is what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. And so now you might not even have the want to to do it, but we have to do it because God's order is for our good and for his glory. And we can't do it in our own strength. Mm -hmm. We have to be Holy Spirit controlled and we have to have um, the Holy Spirit give us that help and give us that guidance. Mm -hmm. We have the word we have the Holy Spirit living within us if we are believers, and there's no reason why we should live in contrary to God's Word. Mm-hmm. It is a choice to do that, and that's a hard thing to face sometimes. 
mm-hmm. really hard. Well, I know thinking about the Proverbs 31 woman, sometimes I feel like we see these words like obedient and submissive, and it's almost gives this mental picture of kind of a bondage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have to, I got my chains and I can't go as far as I want to go or do what I want to do. But I don't see that in the Proverbs 31 no. woman. She almost has this freedom of, you know, she's buying and selling. She's out in the gates. She's, right. you know, she's all over the place doing these different things. But I think she has that freedom because her heart and her actions are following God's order. Right, right. Within her home, within her marriage, her husband is respected. He is honored. They have this this mutual love for each other. And out of that, this freedom is extended, Mm -hmm. um, where it says the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. He can trust that she's going to go and take care of these things. But I see that... In the Lord too, He's not trying to, you know, fence us in this little pen mm-hmm. and keep us miserable. Mm-hmm. No, He's saying when you follow My order, there's there's freedom beyond what you can give yourself. I know a pastor friend gave Simeon and I this illustration in raising our kids one time, and it's been so helpful to me. We live by a very busy road, and mm-hmm. I can't let them play very far in the front yard. Because we have no fence. There's right. no barrier between that road. So I have to keep them hemmed in closer than I probably would had we had a fence. Now, if we had a fence that went all the way up to the road, they could go all the way to the fence. Mm-hmm. But we don't. So I have to keep them close. But I think the same thing with the Lord. The fence isn't to keep us trapped, but it's to allow us this this freedom mm-hmm. to to move and work. And and I just, I thought of that when you were and talking to about the And to enjoy yes, all that's yes. inside of yes. the fence. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to the second word of own husband. Mm-hmm. Um, wives are to be obedient to their own husband. What does that own mean? Does that mean property? Does that mean control? Does that mean that the wife can never make a suggestion or give an opinion or ask questions or maybe even, you know, criticize or question the validity of mm-hmm. a decision or whatever. No, that, that that's not what that means. It's not an ownership. It's not a possession like property. It is a mutual belonging. My husband and I have made this commitment to each other out of love, and we've made this commitment to God, and we believe that God, um, he was created for me, and I was created for him, and we have this this covenant relationship, mm-hmm. and there is that's my husband. And you had the same thing with your husband, and that's your husband. And what has been created here is a boundary, mm-hmm. just like that fence that you were talking about. There's a boundary that's created, and we need boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are great. And God created boundaries. I mean, the ocean is only allowed to go so far. Yes. Um, fish have to be in the water. They can't be out of the water. We have to be out of the water. We can't be in and Mm -hmm. live and survive and flourish inside of the water. The stars, they stay in their orbits. They stay in the sky. Mm -hmm. There's boundaries that God has created. Even there's like property boundaries. This is my property, and and these are the things that I can do on my property, and, and I don't do that on your property. There's national boundaries, you know, the boundaries of the United States of America. And when we have things like... Um, illegal immigration or things like that, it causes problems. You know, services are strained, um, nefarious actions are allowed to come into the country. Um, And we think, well, man created those boundaries. But God is the one who um, 
confused the language mm-hmm. at the Tower of Babel. And you had these people groups that went to different areas that were like-minded, that were alike. And they created, there were boundaries. The nations were created by God. And so those boundaries are good things. The things that God has created as far as boundaries, those are good. They're for our good and for his glory. Um, That man, as always, can pervert the things of God. Mm -hmm. And we have this propensity to test the boundaries. We even celebrate it, mm-hmm. you know, going where no man has ever gone before. And we've gone to space and we've done the underwater exploration. And we celebrate the pushing of these boundaries. Um, but God's boundaries are there for our good, for our safety, uh, for our for our flourishing and happiness and such. And so, but we have this propensity to be insubordinate, just like, you know, the Cretans were. We want to test those boundaries. We want to go outside of the boundaries, or we want to make up our own boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we've done here in our culture. There's a lot of teaching out there about boundaries, setting healthy boundaries. You know, God set the healthy boundaries in his word. But no, we don't want to read God's word. We don't want to know what God's boundaries are. We want to set our own boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want the Ten Commandments, which is boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want Titus 2.5, this list, obedient to your own husband, which is a boundary. Um, Being sober-minded, that's a a boundary. We don't want those boundaries. We want to make up our own. Mm -hmm. And so I have this, this excerpt here. Just some things about that the world teaches about healthy boundaries. They first uh, define a boundary as a limit or space between you and the other person, a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. The purpose of setting a healthy boundary is, of course, to protect and take good care of you. All right. So that's their definition. Mm -hmm. So they go on to say things like um, you need to set mental and emotional boundaries so that you are stable. Um, We need to have healthy boundaries that establish our identity. Uh, We need to help. This helps people indicate what they will and will not hold themselves responsible for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you hear all the narcissism and all that? All the you, you, you? God tells us what we're responsible for, Mm -hmm. what he holds us responsible for. But yet we want to write a book and we want to have um, all this training on healthy boundaries that indicate what we will or will not hold ourselves responsible Mm -hmm. for. So we basically take the place of God, just like you said, we know better than God. And so some of the boundaries they talk about are emotional boundaries where we protect our emotional well-being, physical boundaries where our physical space is protected, Um, sexual boundaries so that we will have safety and protection within that sexual um, relationship. Well, God gives us all sorts of boundaries Mm -hmm. on the sexual relationship, and it's confined to the marriage, Mm -hmm. And but we don't want to hear that. So we set our own sexual boundaries. Um, There's workplace boundaries, material boundaries, uh, time boundaries. What we, how we use or misuse our time. That's all determined by us. 
And so we take the place of God in this kind of teaching, in this kind of thinking, instead of going to God's Word and seeing what His healthy boundaries are for us and following those um, healthy boundaries, Mm -hmm. we make up our own. And we'll read someone else's book and we'll say, oh, I'm going to do this. This guy is so brilliant. This doctor so-and-so is so brilliant. And really, it's just all me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. And is that not what we live in? A self-willed, self-controlled, self-absorbed, selfie kind of culture. It's all about myself. And so um, God is setting a boundary here that we are to be obedient to our own husband. Mm-hmm. And the people, the wives at Crete needed to hear this, and the wives of 2022 need to hear this. And we ask, why does God set these boundaries? All of these things that we read in the Bible, why does he do that? Is it because he's a mean God that he doesn't want us to have any happiness, um, that he doesn't want us to have fun or, you know, does he just want little robots? You know, is he the narcissistic one? No, none of that. God sets boundaries because his priority is to receive glory, to be glorified. The purpose for which we were created is to glorify him. So everything that the Lord does, it is for our good and it's for his glory. And so we have to remember that God is concerned about our holiness. He wants us to be holy. Within these boundaries, we are holy. We're right with Him. We are righteous before Him. Uh, We can have a relationship with Him when there isn't sin um, disturbing that relationship. And He is concerned about our holiness, not our happiness. Mm -hmm. Our good and His glory He's concerned about that holiness. And here's the kicker doll of that. If we're holy and in that holiness, it brings happiness. Mm -hmm. There's no way to be happy outside of God's order, outside of God's boundaries, outside of God's way of doing things. Happiness cannot be found. And we've got example after example Mm -hmm. in the year 2022 of how there's not true happiness Mm -hmm. when we're outside of God's boundaries. Well, I think this has been so helpful. And once again, we've come to something that initially we were like, hmm, (laughs) where, where does, what does God have for us in this? But God's word does what God's word does. Yeah. And I think it just, the Holy Spirit illumines that to us. And the mirror of his word shows us how we need to change. And I know that even just sitting here listening the Lord's speaking to me and different things. And I feel like that's what this Titus study has done is just showed us more and more ways that we can become like Christ. And then to not just let it stop with us. You know, our pastor talks about not just being a sponge that soaks and soaks, Mm -hmm. but you were meant to be squeezed. You know, as God is working in our hearts, teaching us these things, we need to find somebody that we can invest in and, and teach and train. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just heard recently, how does truth continue. It's passed from generation to generation. Yes. And God has given us language to do that, right. to pass truth. Right. Um, well, and, and every generation has to contend for the faith. Yes. So we have to pass that on to the next gender, generation so mm-hmm. that they can contend for the faith. And that's how it's gotten to us mm-hmm. is because of those obedient 
ones that were before us that passed it on. Mm-hmm. So we're the recipient. We're also supposed to be the giver yes. of, of this truth as well. Mm-hmm. Well, do you mind to close this episode out in prayer for I'd us? I'd be glad to. Sure. Father, I do. I thank you for your word. And I thank you that you can take something that is seems so negative and so dreary and so laborious and turn it into something that is wonderful, awesome, for our good, enlightening. And your word and your boundaries are good for us. And what a happy place that is. And Father, I just pray and ask that for all of the aged women, myself included, that you would help us to teach the right things, to be the teachers of good things to the young women. And I pray, Father, the young women that are listening, I pray that they would hear your heart, that they would see how much you love them, that they would see that your word is for their good and for your glory. And I pray, Father, that they would do what is necessary. Give them the strength and the obedience to obey, to make the changes in their lives, and to begin living if or to continue living a life that is obedient, separated to you, and pleasing to you. Father, we know that this is the only place where true joy can be found. And Father, I pray that you would just do a work that only you can in the hearts and minds of the listeners and in mine and Brittany's heart and mind as well. Father, we love you and we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.